Since everyone has a gender journey, Gender Journeys is a podcast for everyone. That being said, we occasionally touch on mature themes and use strong language, so listener discretion is advised. And welcome back to Gender Journeys, the podcast where we talk about just what the heck gender actually is in context. As always, I am one of your hosts, Josie, and I am joined by your other host, my lovely partner, Elle. Hey, y'all. So this week, we actually have an uh, episode that was requested to us by one of our listeners and my friend, Megan. If you would like to request a topic, feel free to reach out to us on social media. You can find the links to our social medias in the description of the episode, um, Gender Journeys on Twitter and Tumblr. So for our first ever requested episode topic this week, we are going to be talking about exploring your gender identity. Woo! Yeah, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's exciting. It's anxiety provoking. It's scary. It's, it's re- wonderful. It's rewarding. It's re- it's fulfilling. It's beautiful. I have a lot of hot takes on this one, y'all. So why don't you dive in? You why don't you tell us about exploring a transgender identity, babe? All right, I can I can get started on that. I she know. can get started on that. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a saying in the transgender community specifically. That if you've ever wished you were trans, then you are trans. There's a similar one that is, if you want to be a certain gender, then you are a certain gender. These things, basically what they boil down to is more of like, if you think a lot about being trans, if you think a lot about a gender that isn't the one you were assigned at birth, that's a pretty good sign that you should probably look into them more often. When I was first starting to explore gender identity, these sorts of statements lent a lot of validity towards my experience of wanting to explore it and gave me a lot of confidence to explore my gender. And kind of along that note, you don't have to check off everything on the transgender to-do list to be transgender. I'll just roll their eyes, which is fair. Because like... I hate the checklist. I hate its energy. The checklist is bad. I mean, it's not... I think that part of the reason that it took me so long... I mean, so long. I was only in my 20s, so it wasn't that long comparatively to some folks. But part of the thing that I, made me so resistant to exploring my gender identity was that I never really experienced anything that at the time I would have called dysphoria. And so I thought you had to be dysphoric and like symptomatic to be transgender. And so that really stopped me from doing any real exploration of my gender identity for the first two decades of my life. So that's kind of one thing that I want to really plug here is that if you want to explore your gender identity, if you think about your gender a lot and you think that you maybe are a different gender than the one you were assigned at birth, you don't have to be dysphoric. You don't have to like the idea of surgeries or medical interventions, and you don't have to be 100% certain of everything the day you start thinking about it. This is a process. It's a journey. It's something that you have to explore within yourself. And it's okay to try things on, to experiment, to just like sit there and question it and say like, am I a girl? Am I not a girl? 
you know, you, you can look into this and look inward and explore things. And if something doesn't stick, if it doesn't feel right, that doesn't mean you are wrong to look into it. And as you move along in this process, your experience and your relationship to your gender will change. Um, my non-op-ness sort of evolved from my further explorations of my gender. I didn't consider myself non-op when I first started my transition. Things won't always stay the same, and that is also okay. You don't have to come out the gate and know everything about your gender, and you don't have to fit what society or the media says a trans person has to be in order to explore your gender. Yeah. Unfortunately, I feel like a lot of my ideas on gender exploration are, in fact, negatives about how most people go about gender exploration. So I don't want to be negative about it but I think I found a lot of negatives in parts of the culture that Josie's describing and like I think that's part of it right is you different different culture pieces like that can hit different people differently I said different too many times in that sentence but that's okay for instance the like if you if you think about being trans you are trans thing that I think it's fair to say is a subclass or is a meme in like this like egg culture online Mm. yeah yeah which I hate personally. I dislike. Yeah. <laughs> For context, egg culture online. If you want a quick read of it, go to the egg underscore IRL subreddit. And it's just it's it's a it's a meme culture in which people generally who have come out as trans at this point laugh at all the things they used to do before they came out as trans that made it clear that they were trans. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fair right. I think that's kind of that's the that's the long and short of it. Right. That's just. It's a lot of things of like, oh no, I'm totally a boy. I just, you know, hate my penis and hate facial hair and hate all the things about me that make me a boy, quote unquote. Like it's a lot of memes that follow that general plot arc um, and like kind of laugh at people, like laugh at previous versions of themselves, but in essence also laugh at other people who might be experiencing that. And I, over the summer, dove real hard into that because I think they can be funny. But then I realized that, like, as somebody who's just there to laugh at them, let me tell you, that means you're an egg. Like, if you go on egg underscore IRL and laugh at the memes but are not trans, that classifies you as somebody who is an egg. And it's just, like, using their rules, which I don't agree with, to be clear. But that just really didn't do me right, because I don't identify as trans, and I'm allowed to also think that stuff is funny. Mm -hmm. I'm allowed to think about being trans and not, in fact, be trans. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't say this to undercut your experience with this culture, because it did well for you. And I think that when I look at egg culture, I also feel a little bit uncomfortable about the way they do things. Because, like, it is kind of humor at the expense of people who just maybe haven't gotten the chance or had the latitude to explore their gender yet. And or, that, yo, aren't trans. Or just aren't trans. And I mean, and but I think even if they explore their gender and decide they are non-binary but not trans, similar to how you did, mm-hmm. that just, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, yeah. So those things can be really toxic because, like, it's communities that are built for binary trans people, Mm -hmm. built by binary trans people, and are not incredibly inclusive of other people. 
including non-binary people. First off, egg culture also tends to be very binary. We're not even going to dive into that. But it definitely is not inclusive of people who don't identify as trans. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot, there's like, this is a hotly debated thing. And if you're exploring your gender identity, I encourage you to think about this, which is the fact that there are a couple of different definitions for trans. And the primary one is you can identify as trans if you're Gender does not match the gender you were assigned at birth. Mm-hmm. Some people would argue that it's not a may, it's a must. You you are trans. So some people would argue that I am trans, whether or not I identify as such, because my gender does not match the one I was given at birth, which I think is bull. Prescriptive <laughs> labels are not helpful. Right. And some non-binary folks take, uh, find it to be very helpful to have the trans label because then you have access to a realm of support and a realm of resources that you might not have access to otherwise. But at the same time, if I tell people I'm trans, they're going to think that I want to be a guy. And let me tell you about how that's not, that's not it. (laughs) So I, I, I encourage, if anybody's thinking about their gender, I encourage you to realize that you can think about your gender and not have to be trans. Not that being trans is a bad thing, But there's a lot of culture around being trans and particularly being binary trans that has all these like checklists and has all these like, you have to be, are you enough? Like that's shit for everybody, but you definitely don't feel like that has to be your only option in exploring your gender identity. Also, this is both overwhelming and a beautiful, beautiful part of the non-binary experience. There's more non-binary gender identities than you could count. If you feel like you have like, X relationship with your gender, yo, there is a word and probably a flag for it out there somewhere. <laughs> Recently, I was having a conversation with somebody who asked me about an identity called Maverick, which I looked up on Gender Wiki, which by the way, y'all, 10 out of 10, Gender Wiki is a thing that exists and lists all the gender identities. We browsed Gender Wiki's gender identity list when we were trying to figure out a word for your gender. Oh yeah, we did. Good time. See, exactly. And Maverick is literally a non-binary gender identity quote-unquote, characterized by autonomy and inner conviction regarding a sense of self that is entirely independent of the male masculinity, female femininity, or anything which derives from the two while still being neither without a gender nor of a neutral gender. So this is like, I don't want anything to do with the binary, and also I don't not have a gender, and I also don't have a neutral gender, I just have a gender that is not about any of that nonsense. I have a gender beyond your comprehension. (laughs) Literally, yes. (laughs) And so there is a label and like a name and a flag, like I said, almost certainly for any, any emotions that come up as you start to think about this. Of course, the reality is that if you tell most people that you identify as Maverick, they'll be like, what is that? And you'll be like, it's my gender. And they'll be like, I'm going to need far more information because like right. the world isn't ready for it. But that doesn't mean that you can't find communities who do know what it is. Like I said, when somebody asked me about it, I didn't know, but I didn't expect them to educate me. I'm right. far enough in this community that I educate myself. Yes. And those people are out there too. <laughs> Which is how you be an ally to these people, also as a node. Yes. That's not what this episode is about, but it's how you be an ally. That's true. Don't don't expect um, gender non-conforming people to educate you. You can educate yourself. The information is out there. But to that point of like needing to explain it to people, I don't think that exploring your gender identity has to be a very big deal. I really think that this can be something that like you do for yourself and for people that you're very close to, depending on how deeply you feel your gender identity and how much it differs from your assigned gender, it's entirely valid if you're like, I want to identify as 
I'll keep going with my example of Maverick, but that's not very far in my experience from my assigned gender. So like, I don't really care if people know about it in general. It's just like an extra cool thing people can know about me if they like get to know me on a deeper level. Right. That's valid. It does not have to be, you do not have to do any sort of like big sweeping social or medical transition. That's not required. Yeah. It can just be a way that you get a little bit more fulfillment out of your gender in your day-to-day life. And I mean, I think it was a couple episodes ago now that we talked about how it would be really nice if culturally gender was something you got to know about a person. I think about that a lot. It could be something that you just get to know about people. Like as people get to know you, they learn more about the specifics of your gender. Yeah. Yeah, I think about that a lot. That'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) Hurt myself. Anyway, this is a little bit of my frustrations just with the societally recognized experience of gender exploration, which is binary trans folk. Mm -hmm. So I just, I'm going to say, we've touched on this already this episode, but I'm going to say it again one more time. You do not have to be interested in being the opposite binary gender of your assigned gender to be exploring your gender identity. Yeah. If you were assigned female at birth and you're like, I cannot think of anything worse than living as a man, that does not have to be the end of your gender exploration. Yeah. Or vice versa. There are all sorts of neutral and feminine aligned non-binary and I mean even beyond that right and so far beyond that and also I just I'll throw out there as well this isn't something that Josie and I have touched on because it isn't something that's as relevant in our lives but your gender identity can also intersect with and should be explored in conjunction with things like sexuality neurotypical versus neurodivergent identity relationship dynamics there's a lot of gender identities that overlap with those things race and ethnicity race and ethnicity to a massive degree so like not only can gender be intersectional but there are also many gender identities that are i mean first off only open to certain other identities such as the neurodivergent haughty gender i think it's called let me look it up i've heard of them referred to as neurogenders neurogenders So there are some gender identities that are only open to people who hold an intersecting identity, such as gender, which is also known as autism gender, which is also known as a neurogender, which is for people who have an intersectionality of autism and a non-gender conforming identity. Mm -hmm. There's also two-spirit, which is restricted to people of Native American or Indigenous American backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones I can think of. Right. Oh, there's also there's also things like, is this what Demi Boy and Demi Girl mean? The ones that there are ones that like you feel that gender in certain situations, romantic situations. That's not what Demi Boy and Girl mean. No, but there's a there's a there's a Mexican indigenous. Yep. Non-binary gender, the name of which I cannot think of at this moment. And there are also definitely ones beyond the racial and neuro. There are also ones that are gender identities as related to who you're in a partnership with. Right. Also don't know the names of those off the top of my head. Gender wiki, y'all, if this sounds good to you, it's all up there. But like, it doesn't, you don't have to fit any of the neat little boxes or in any of the neat little eggshells from Egg IRL. Like, that's Mm -hmm. not, that's not it. Yeah. And I, even if the end of this thinking and this processing and this learning for you is you're like, yep, no, I'm still cis. Lit, now you know so much more about your gender and what makes you cis and why you're cis. Yeah. I think there's a there's a very big difference between somebody who is cis because they've just kind of always been cis and never felt the need to question their gender 
and somebody who is cis because they have explored their gender identity and come to that conclusion on their own like that that just has a lot more hugely different yeah hugely different yeah so i guess kind of just in summary exploring your gender identity is for everyone for everyone everyone should do it Mm -hmm. whether or not you end up being non-cis yeah you should explore your gender just get a better understanding of yourself and think about it and if in thinking about it you figure out that maybe your cis identity doesn't fulfill you as wholly as you'd like it to that's not something to be scared of and that's not something you have to like dedicate yourself to you don't have to like go make an appointment to get hormones that day <laughs> please don't that doesn't sound like a good healthy doesn't idea, sound like a good idea. <laughs> so gender journeys are something that everyone should go on And I think that's kind of the crux of exploring your gender identity. Just, yeah. Gender journeys are something that everybody should go on. And also, I hope that you have people in your life that you can invite into that experience as well. Because to my point of it doesn't have to be some huge deal to go on this this journey. You also don't need to feel like, oh god, now I have to tell people, I have to come out. I hate that. No, no. Like, just, I hope that you can reframe it and you have people in your life who you're able to reframe it with as like, yo, I've been thinking about this. Would you like to like come into this experience and this conversation and this discussion and this thought process with me? Because that's all it really is. It's not, you don't have to like figure it out and then come out to people. You can invite them into the journey that you're having right. and just figure it out together. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't have to You don't have to figure it out all at once. You can figure it out piece by piece by piece. And sometimes that might go backwards. Sometimes you might be like, I want this name or these pronouns. Oh, just kidding. I actually don't want those. Never mind. Yeah. And that's okay, too. That's part of it. This doesn't have to be linear. Yeah. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, thank you very much for listening to another episode of Gender Journeys, the podcast where we talk about just what the heck gender actually is in context. As always, I am one of your hosts, Josie, and I am joined by your other host, my lovely partner, Al. Bye, y'all! And until next time, just keep thinking about it. Music for Gender Journeys, composed by Sonia Badash. If you want to stay up to date with Gender Journeys episodes, or just want to say hi, you can follow us on Twitter at gender underscore journeys, or on Tumblr at genderjourneys.tumblr.com. You can also find us online at josiewrites.com slash genderjourneys. We hope to hear from you soon.